Welcome to There is an Angel for That. Over the next hour, Yvonne Cote and Carolyn Dickinson will help encourage you to explore your spiritual side to achieve transformation by delving into the spirit realm of angels and archangels. Now, here is Yvonne. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to our show, There is an Angel for That. My name is Yvonne Cote. I am your host. As well, joining me is my amazing co-host, Carol Ann Dickinson. Hello, Carol Ann, and how are you doing today? Hi, Yvonne. I'm doing great. It's so nice to be here. It's been a very busy week, but I'm excited. Yes, me too. I can't believe how fast summer is going. I know some people who will be listening to this, it may not be summer anymore, but at the time of this recording, it's summer and it's already August. I'm just like, where is time going? It is going by so fast. So what do you well, think? I know. And then we have where I live, we have a, a very long summer. So it's like a, you know, five, six, five months summer, really. Right. So I never think about August being fall, right? Right. Right. Yes. Yes. And where I am in Canada, well, actually where I live, it's quite nice, but we will get fall here sooner than you will. That's for sure. Yeah. So for today's show, Carolyn, what I was thinking is, I don't know about you, but um, when I do readings, sometimes I get these questions that people ask. And the first few times you hear the questions, you're like, what? Um, But then they kind of repeat and they come back and they go over and over. And I, I just get these reoccurring things happening. And that got me thinking that if one person's asking the question and someone else is asking it, it's got to be something that is, you know, on people's minds. And I thought a good topic for today to talk about is maybe some of the things that you and I experience during readings. Because the one thing that we don't do is we never discuss, like I don't ever know when you're doing readings, who you're doing readings with, and we never talk about the readings that we have. Um, So I never know what kind of things you get asked and you don't know what I get asked. Um, But I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here. And I'm going to think that you probably like me get asked some questions sometimes that make you go, hmm. And I thought sometimes the listeners might want to hear these as well, because I have a sneaky suspicion. It's something that they've thought about as well. I think that's a great idea. And you know, it is true that we don't discuss our readings. So but there are some questions that come across that are surprising. Sometimes they, you would think that it, that the, the question wouldn't even come up, but it comes up a lot. So I agree with you. There's a lot of crossovers. Absolutely. So do you have a question or something you've been asked recently that you want to start off with today? I think one of the ones that kind of surprised me a little bit was to do I was asked, can I tell when someone is getting ready to pass or when they will pass? And I said, well, I might be able to tell, but I won't because that's way above my pay grade. I think anytime that you're asked to be able to predict that kind of passing, it's just way too much. Nobody can no medium should be ever be in that position to be able to provide that information. Now, can you tell when someone is in transition? Absolutely. But it's never 
it's would be inform it would be backed up with information like the person's illness or what they're going through and and what can help them to make the transition in that way i would answer the question right. but there's a big difference between should and could right, right. yes what I do you think so agree i absolutely agree and i have to say to you that i actually got asked this question approximately a month ago um it was more it wasn't actually about a human passing though it was about a pet um, but I was still kind of caught off guard um, when I was asked that question. And I had the same response as you. Um, I, I feel that, you know, when it's your time, it's your time. And that's something that I leave to, like you say, it's above my pay grade. And, uh, you know, uh, tapping into someone's energy, like you said, is is one thing. And yes, I can see auras. And maybe if somebody is near end of life, you can, you know, and you know that they're ill or in their hospital. But again, that's not anything that I ever talk about. And I've set my boundaries, I want to say, with my team on the other side as well. Because sometimes when I first, when I was first opening up and my awakening was happening and you know, I was getting all sorts of information. I didn't know what I was getting, what I was receiving until I started to work things out. Um, but, you know, I think I said right in the very beginning that there, my office used to be right next to a funeral home and people would, I would pick up on all sorts of energies and, and oh, this person's sick and they're going to pass as well. And I was just like, no, I don't want to know anything. And spirit would kind of come in and I felt like there was things they were trying to tell me. So I learned early on, I don't want to know. And I set a boundary and I said, please don't ever tell me. I don't ever want to know no matter what the situation is, please don't tell me. So I've set those boundaries as well. Um, but I did get asked that question. And yes, I have the same answer as you that no, you know, that's not, I, I like to view um, my role in mediumship or connecting with the other side is, you know, if there's loving messages that they, you know, your loved one wants to bring to you or, you know, that's, that's what I love to do. I love to share just, you know, some loving messages that they might need or something that they might need to hear. Um, but no, um, I don't answer those questions either. Yeah. And I think Talking about boundaries is a really good point. You know, you you do have to have some boundaries. And also, when you're just starting out as a new medium or you're having that awakening, you can get a ton of information you don't quite understand. So I think that that's, um, we can misunderstand information when we're first starting out. That's definitely true. That's true. Yes. So what are one of your most, what are you, one of your most surprising questions or maybe even frequent questions that you get? Well, um, frequent questions that I uh, get asked and I have to, I'm kind of giggling here a little bit and smiling. Um, clients want to know, okay, my mom or my dad or my brother or somebody has passed over. Are they with me when I'm in the bathroom or are they with me when I'm, you know, <laughs> I, trying to have these moments? I can't tell you how many times I have been asked that question. And I've had clients say to me, like, I'm almost afraid to go for a shower because, you know, um, this, this family member just passed and I don't, you know, really want them to be there with me. And so I don't know if you get asked that question or not, but I, this is one that actually comes up a lot. People are very curious. Um, 
what happens. And so uh, I'm not sure. Do you get asked that question? I do get asked that question. And I had to think about it as you were talking about it. And it would make sense to me that spirit would not be because spirit is no longer in a physical body. So I don't know that they would have like, quote unquote, eyes where they could see or touch. I mean, I think they're aware in a different way and can see in a different way, but not like we would in this physical form be able to identify with that. That's correct. Yeah. I feel the exact same way you do. I feel like, um, you know, that I, I view spirit, I'm not sure about you, but I view spirit like a ball of light and, you know, um, people often ask me that question, like, what is it like when you're trying to communicate? And I always say, it's like trying to play the game of charades. They're trying to send me signs and symbols, but it's in my mind. It's my memories. It's my, my, you know, it's not something that they're showing me that they're seeing. So that that's how it is for me. Other people might experience it in different ways. um, But for me, so when I feel like, spirits around people or if they if i say to somebody you know did you just celebrate a birthday because i feel like you know your dad was there with you in spirit it's more in a sense that they're it's like you said it's it's a knowing a presence they were there um they knew what was happening but i do not believe that they're with us all the time i don't even believe and you know i work with angels all the time i don't even believe except for your guardian angel i do not believe that your angels are with you all the time right they come and they go and so for me, my, the answer is, yeah, I, I, no, they're not. And we just talked about boundaries. And if it's, I always say to my clients, if it's something that you still feel like you're kind of freaked out about, just set that intention then, you know, anytime I walk into the bathroom, no, none of my spirit team is around me. Right. And I believe that they, they, they honor you. They listen to you on the other side. And, you know, if that gives you peace of mind, that's absolutely something that you could do. And, you know, just boundaries are important. You know, you talked a little bit about how we, how we receive information and that there is an energy there for sure. And you talked about, so it's multifaceted. That experience is multifaceted. All of your clairs are in play when you're connecting with spirit or even when you're connecting with another person in a physical body, when you're doing psychic work, it works the same way. So it's sight, sound, smell, taste, but it is being triggered. What is being triggered in within you is not necessarily what the spirit communicator actually experienced, but something that triggers within you um, your own memory. Yes. So we are re-experiencing something that we already understand. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I, yes, I believe it's our toolbox. And I also believe staying on that topic that, you know, it's, it's interesting how certain clients come to you and you wonder, okay, so where and why, why are they drawn to me? I believe that spirit puts them with the right medium or communicator that has certain memories or certain triggers or things that we can bring up. And um, if there's something that's not that I haven't experienced, you know, I believe that spirit tries to get them to go to the right communicator. Absolutely. Yep. And I had this really interesting, even this morning, uh, Caroline, when we're doing some practice readings, I haven't eaten Jell-O in years. 
years. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you this one in one of our readings today. That's how that they brought me back to a childhood thing. And so they knew that I was going to be able to communicate this piece of information because it was something that I had. Now, there might be people you might say to me, I've never had jello in my entire life. Maybe, you know, so jello is pretty popular, but I'm just saying, I just knew that when they brought me there, I had to bring that up as almost silly as I was like, really, I need to talk about, gel. but it was a key point. So I, I really do believe that, that we get put where we need to be. And then something Exactly. And so there's an intelligence, again, far above our pay grades, that's connecting us with our sitters, their sitters, and also connecting us with spirit mm-hmm. in a way that that's above our pay grade, Yes, right? Our job is just to sit and, and, and be the messenger and, and allow the information to flow through. Right. Yeah. 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 So that's a really cool thing that I've had come across a really funny um, one. And uh, yeah. So we're going to take a short break. And then when we come back, we'll be talking more about questions that we've received in mediumship. And we'll be right back. Enjoying our shows and can't get enough of us? Follow us on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio and see what we're cooking up for you. Join angel medium and spiritual mentor Yvonne Cote along with medium, counselor, and teacher Carolyn Dickinson as they explore the realm of spirits, angels, and archangels. This journey will have you open to new possibilities and encourage your own spiritual exploration so that you too can implement or build and strengthen your daily spiritual practices in order to achieve some form of transformation. There is an angel for that. Weekly episodes available on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. You are listening to There is an Angel for That with Yvonne Cote and Carolyn Dickinson. Now back to the show. Welcome back. We are talking today about questions that we've had in some of our readings that have been um, both common and also a little more unusual. And um, some of them can be lighthearted and some of the questions can be really heartfelt and deep. So let's do talk, Yvonne, about some of the more deeper questions that you've gotten in a reading. Mm, Some deeper questions. Um... I'm trying to think off the top of my head. What was something deeper? Do you have something that you, yeah? I do. I think one of the more um, interesting questions that I've gotten in a reading is, if you believe in angels, why don't you believe in demons? Because Mm -hmm. I actually don't believe in demons. And I know we've talked earlier about um we talked earlier about when you're first awakening and you're first having your mediumship experiences, you can misunderstand information. Right. So like 
feeling something heavy might be equated to feeling something dark, but I believe that spirit communication mediumship in general can only happen through the power of love. Yes. So there's nothing in there that would be equal to a demon, but that's what I believe. Yvonne, what do you believe? Right. And I, I 100% agree that everything we do in mediumship is in love and light. And when I'm doing teachings or trying to work with people, and I always say to them right away, if you feel like something's off or it feels heavy or it's not in love and light, you need to stop what you're doing right away. You know, that, just, just, just move away from it. Um, I've never experienced that. I'm going to say that, you know, being brought up Catholic, you would hear a lot of things as a kid, like, you know, you never talk to that. And then, you know, you're talking to the devil on the other side. Like there were so many different things I heard. Right. And of course, back when I was a child, I didn't realize that I was a medium or I was going to be a medium. I didn't realize all these things were going to happen in my life. So you just kind of, you, you take it in. Um, but when my near death happened and everything just immediately, this, this light switch turned on, all sorts of things would come in and angels were a really big thing. This is one where my awakening with angels came in. Um, I, I spend a lot of time working with Archangel Michael and somewhere in there for me, I do feel like there was something that may have happened, you know, hundreds, millions of years ago. When you refer to things like Lucifer, you know, maybe he was there, maybe he was not. I mean, I have no way of, saying yes or no. In my opinion, sometimes I do feel like, yes, that there's, they could exist. They could be there, but I 100% only communicate and connect in love and light and energy. And I know, I just know when I'm connecting, I have different vibrations for different angels or my loved ones on the other side. And that feeling I get always raises me up. It always makes me, you know, almost the giddy, nervous, excited. I, I can't even describe it. Every time we go in a reading, I always think, no, I'm not nervous to go in a reading. And then you kind of feel like you are. And then you feel like, well, no, that's actually not me being nervous. I just feel it's this, the energy that I'm feeling. And, and you just, yeah. So I know I get that as well. People do ask, but um, I think if you're in love and light, and your intention is to connect with just that of love and light, then no, I wouldn't worry about connecting with anything else. And, you know, we've talked a lot about fear and kinetic energy and that kind of thing. And you can actually, you know, when you are in the presence of something that's not of life and light, whether that's people fighting in the home, whether that's drug use in the home, all of those things, it has a dark feeling about it. Yes. But it is not about demons. It is about the energy of whatever is going on in that environment. So I really feel like take care of what's going on in the environment. You're going to take care of the energy. So I, I notice that even doing some of this work, sometimes it gets very heavy at moments. Mm -hmm. You know, even in love and light, what we do is very deep with people and they come in with a lot of very serious things that they want to talk about. Yes. Even that has an energy, but it is still in love and light and there's nothing dark about that. That's right. We're just working with the deeper emotions of someone and it does have 
a feeling about it. Right. Yes, I agree. Um, Another thing that I I get, and I don't know if you get this as well, is Hollywood has done this amazing job of putting these things in, in, you know, people's minds and they make movies or they make documentaries and, you know, they'll go into places like old hospitals or Alcatraz and, you know, they're there. And um, people always say, but how come then all the, like, what, what's with that? Because people are claiming that they're in there and, you know, these things are happening. And I'm not sure I can like 100% answer that question, but I will tell you something that I heard from one of my very first mentors, how she explained it to me. And we'll see how you feel about this, Caroline, or not. But we just talked about that energy and kinetic energy and what energy. And so um, how she described it to me is, say an example, if there was um, something tragic that happened to the house just down the street from you. What we tend to do as humans is we go, oh my gosh, did you hear about that? And we talk about it. And then that person talks about it. And that person talks about it. The police show up, they look at the scene and they go, oh my gosh, you know, the coroner might show up. So you have to imagine how she explained it as all that energy. And it's not that good, fun, positive energy, but that energy is building. Mm-hmm. And she says, think of it kind of like as um, like a tornado. And the more we feed into that energy, the stronger that energy gets. Right. Right. So I don't necessarily agree that there is um, like an entity or something bad that's there. But I do believe that we can pour as as just who we are as humans, we can put that that energy by just talking about it and it can just grow and grow and grow. And so when people are in those buildings and they experience things, I believe it's just that energy that they're picking up on that we pick up on when we're, you know, it's, that's how I feel. And I'm not sure if that's how you feel, but that's my, my I, I, I a hundred percent agree with that. And taking that a little bit further, even our own fear can feed into those experiences. And so one of the first things that I had to do was learn how to, to work through my fear, to get rid of those old teachings to do all that stuff. And then my experience was completely different. It, but it wasn't, it didn't happen overnight. It took a lot of work and a lot of angel work and a lot of work with spirit to able to move through some of those old teachings and fears that was feeding into, like you said, that vortex, that kinetic energy that builds on itself. Right. Right. And I experienced that from the beginning as well, because remember I didn't know what any of this energy was. It kind of just appeared and I couldn't tell. I just knew I was in that moment of panic and anxiety. And I think a lot of the panic was why, what, it, what is this? And what, why am I hearing that? And why am I trying to talk to you about a collective agreement, but I'm hearing world war two in my head. And, you know, like I didn't understand what was happening. My whole world had changed. So I was in a place of fear, um, you know, part of the panic I probably was experiencing. And so if there's anybody that's listening, that's in that, you know, awakening stage and you have things going on, that was the first thing my very first mentor was, she said to me, you just need try and it's hard, right? Try yes. telling somebody, don't be fearful. It's okay. Well, mm, right. Yeah. But really that's, a, that's a good starting point is really try to, you know, set your intentions and just try to be in that really good place of love and light and bring that in. And anything that doesn't start to feel really good 
let that fall away, let that move away and, and just really stick to what feels good for you. And I found that that was how I was able to maneuver through my journey. But, you know, it's scary in the beginning. It's, it can be very scary. And so I know that I had certain things that I did that helped me move through that fear and change the way that I looked at things and perceived things. And what was, how did you do that? How did you manage to do that? Um, For me was, it's really interesting because I'm at this place right now in this month of, of gratitude. I just I absolutely had to go to a place of positivity and I had to do, I learned a lot of things about protecting my energy as well. And I think that's where I kind of started was um, I was given small tasks to do um, when I was first mentoring and, you know, just understanding energy. And I, I learned a lot about bubbles back in the day and just protecting me and knowing that it, you know, what went in this bubble was, you know, my good energy. I also learned from that too, though, Caroline, that um, what you have attached to you goes in that bubble with you too. So I always warn people about <laughs> bubbles when they do bubbles. So if you're someone like me who doesn't say like snakes or something, but you feel like, you know, there's that snake energy or that, right. That goes in there with you. Right. So um, I don't necessarily do the same things I used to do back then to protect um, my energy and, and whatnot, but I've, I've changed that a bit where I'm um, just more, everything is just more open, but how about you? What did you do in the beginning? Oh gosh, I did everything in the beginning because I had so much fear. Then I had so much many old teachings that I had to unravel. Yes. And so one of the first things that I did was learn about the angels. Yes. And I had, and I did work with them every single day mm-hmm. to get myself through that, the fear. A lot of work with Archangel Michael. Archangel yeah. Michael, please show me how to clear myself of the fear to be able to work through this. And it did take some time. And it was, I think it was all the archangels that helped me with that. But then even after I did was doing that work, it was kind of a process over several years. Then I finally have gotten to this place in my life where I don't feel the need to do any protection around me because I understand that I'm always protected. Always guided, always protected all the time, 24-7. But even though you you are all of those things, you have to believe that you are in order to feel that safety. I so agree. We're going to take a short break and then we'll come back. We're going to talk all things, questions about mediumship. America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Join angel medium and spiritual mentor Yvonne Cote along with medium, counselor, and teacher Carolyn Dickinson as they explore the realm of spirits, angels, and archangels. This journey will have you open to new possibilities and encourage your own spiritual exploration so that you too can implement or build and strengthen your daily spiritual practices in order to achieve some form of transformation. There is an angel for that. Weekly episodes available on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
A little birdie told me Voice America is on Twitter. Follow us at Voice America TRN. You are listening to There is an Angel for That with Yvonne Cote and Carolyn Dickinson. Now back to the show. Welcome back. We are talking all things, questions about mediumship and anything else that seems to come up today. As always, we have really interesting conversations. We never quite know where it's going to go. We just know it's going to go somewhere wonderful. So Yvonne, we were talking about um, fear and demons and angels, the idea of demons and angels, and everybody can think differently about them. We all have different backgrounds. Right. What are some of the other questions that you've gotten? Well, another really big one that comes up for me, and this actually happens a lot, is around smudging. And I don't know if you get that question asked a lot of you or not, but I find that people, I'm not sure about you, but people either really, really like smudging using smudge sticks or smudge spray or, you know, whatever they choose, or they, they don't. Um, it's hard to find that person that's, you know, hmm, about it. And I think what I hear a lot is, again, we just talked about this, you know, about Hollywood and, you know, how sometimes you can watch something or read something and then they go, Oh my God, this person used smudge. And then that's, that's another form of, you know, something that's demonic and it just means you're bringing in um, negative energies. So in my time of working with this, I have worked with people who are very much on both sides of this. I know and work with some people who absolutely love to smudge they don't have any issues with it. They they think it's really good and it's it's really powerful. And I also have some really close friends and mentors that I love and adore with all my heart who just are not, the, smudging is not a thing for them. And I'm not sure if you've experienced this yourself or not. I have not experienced that particular view of smudging. I just the opposite, because I think that we've talked about this before, that anything that you do that is ritual, that is ceremony, that is part of your belief system, I feel is always a great thing. Mm -hmm. You know, when you think about smudging ceremonies, it's about respect and honor. There's nothing in there but light and and goodness and healing, right? right? Mm -hmm. That's the way I feel about it. Yes. Now, I guess for me, what I heard, because I do try to dig deeper with those who don't um, like it. And I just came across somebody a couple of weeks ago um, who doesn't live very far from me, who um, had that conversation and was just like, no, it's, it's, it's not a good thing to do. And I, I guess I got a little bit to the bottom of it. And it's kind of almost like the topic of talking about Christmas, right? And talking about Santa Claus. Is it real? Is it not? And it was kind of along the same thing where, you know, we've taken Christmas and we've made it this, you know, this commercialized. It's so far removed from what, you know, I think it initially was. And this person had the same type of view when it came to the smudging. And how she worded it was, you know, something that the elders did, it was such a precious, it was this very sacred, sacred thing to do. And now we take it and we just kind of, we do what we want with it. And I understand her point of view. I do. I, I, I really do. 
But I guess for me, when I first started to learn smudging, actually before I even had my awakening, um, smudging was introduced to me even my days when I was in human resources, which I was I didn't understand the ceremony at all. But we did have elders come in and they they trained and they were doing this beautiful exercise with us. And then after my awakening, I actually did um, a couple of days of training with somebody who is an elder who did the smudging. And I really got in deep with her on what, what are the right things to do. And so I felt good with it. She gave me a blessing and she said to me, this is something that you can do and use. So for those listening that feel like, no, 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 it's not. I, I get that. I, I can understand that. Um, but I feel like if you understand the true um, spirit and intent of it, and you properly, you know, put that right good intention into it. I've never had anything um, terrible happen uh, to me with it. And I do know of some very near and dear friends of mine who have, and they've had different experiences. So I would never say that, no, that didn't happen. Of course, they they believe their experience. But for me, it's never happened. And I know um, I just feel really good about it. Um, I'm okay with it. And so I'm not, I don't fear it. I think for me, because I have several friends who are Native American, and I feel like for them, it is a very sacred, respectful process. And we have to just honor wherever anybody is with those belief systems and have it, you know, give it the attention and space it deserves and the right intention that you're doing it. Mm-hmm. And for everybody, I think that's a very, very personal decision. Yeah. Just like connecting with the archangels is a very personal decision Yes, for everyone. Yes. I, I fully, yeah, I understand that. And I agree with that too. Yeah. But it is something that gets brought up a lot. Yeah. And so I always think it's really good to have that conversation and, and talk about that. Yeah. What other kind of questions do you have come up? I think I had a question um, that really kind of surprised me. I'm not even sure if I remember how I answered it, but I think it was around asking why, why do I have to call on the archangels specifically by name? Oh, okay. And um, why, why do I have to do that? And I'm like, well, you don't really, I think you can just say angels, please help. Right. That's, that was, I believe how I answered that. But have you ever had the question, do I have to call the archangels by name? Yes. Yes. Okay. Because I spend so much time working with angels and um, I do get that question asked a lot. And Mainly it comes to me because when I start working with a client, they'll be like, Yvonne, I don't, I don't know the angel, right? I don't know them. Like, you know, they ask me, can you tell me the 15? And I can rattle them off to you in 30 seconds. I don't need to look them up. I, I just know them. I work with them. And so they're like, I'm not you though. I don't know it. And I totally get that. And I always say to them, we'll learn and we'll go. But in the meantime, they... <sighs> I always feel like even guardian angels, people always say to me, can you please tell me the name of my guardian angel? I'm like, guardian angels don't even, they're, they're not, they're not us. They don't have an ego. They don't, they don't even need a name. Right. Right. And I believe how, when I work with my angels is we we're just going along, like 
you call us by this name so you know who you're connecting to. But they always, how when I connect, they always say to me, you just have to say, like, even if I don't know Archangel Michael is, you know, I'm scared. I, I, angels, angels, please be with me now. I need, and they're there. They're there. And they never say, oh, well, you called on Archangel Jophiel for that. <laughs> and so, no, I didn't come. No, that's not, that's not how yeah. it, it works. And I, right. even though I work with them all the time, even now to this day, some of them even overlap on what they do. You know, you can call, I, you know, listening to Radley Valentine a long time ago, he used the word like a, an angel prescription. Yeah. And, you know, it's a, it's not really a great word for me to use because I'm not a doctor or anything like that. But I love the fact that his intent for that was you can call on two or three of the angels to help you with things once you get to know who they are. But if you don't know who they are, just ask. That's all I ever hear from them. Just ask. And we're here to help, right? Because we have yes. free will. Yes, absolutely. And I believe that if we're going to, let's just take this a little bit further. So if let's just say, what if I don't call on the archangels and I need them and I don't know that I need them, will they come? If what do you, call, what are your thoughts? If you if you call on them or you don't call on them, you, you don't call on them. Don't call them. No, um, I in my opinion, when I work with them, I know that sometimes they will send me a sign and symbol because they'll say, "Yeah, didn't we're trying to show you something and you're not asking, right?" So for me, I know they won't come and interfere with what I have going on. They won't interfere in your life. There are exceptions to the rules, and we all have seen those videos where somebody has been miraculously saved and things have yes. happened, and I totally agree with that. I believe in those circumstances, if it wasn't not your time and only your guardian angel and God and them know, they protect you, um, but no other time will they interfere. Mm -hmm. So um, I get questions asked too, like, what if my I don't like my boss and I want my angels to go, you know, do something to them? No. That's another thing I get asked you. Angels will not harm you. So even yeah. if you ask, I don't want to live anymore. I just, please take me. They won't. They won't. They won't mm -hmm. do anything that's going to take you away if it's not your time. They won't help you harm someone else. It just doesn't work that way. And if you don't call, right, don't ask, don't get, right? So they will not interfere. But I know even working with angels every single day, if there's one time where I forget to go and, oh, what's their input? I will start to see signs and symbols that they will leave for me, whether it be numbers or feathers or, but I'll know right away, oh gosh, gosh, tune in and, and ask, what is it that I need to know about this? And I always pause. And I always tell all my clients, if you come across something like a dime or a penny or a feather or whatever it is, just pause for a moment. And just what were you thinking when you saw it? And usually that's a clue as to where they're trying to guide you. So yes, that's my thoughts. I feel like even in those moments when you don't specifically call for an angel, but you're calling out from your soul for help, feel like they will respond. Mm -hmm. And I have in my, um, in my meditations, in my, the way that I have structured my spiritual life, I have said blanket statements, please be in my life, please influence my life and my decisions to be wise and thoughtful and yes. loving and kind. And so I have that intention in my life and I feel like I'm working with them 
yes, the angels and my guides every single day mm-hmm. um, with my work and on my day in my own personal life. Right. right. Absolutely. So we're going to take a quick break. As always, I can't believe how fast it's going. No. Um, we'll be right back. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Join angel medium and spiritual mentor Yvonne Cote along with medium, counselor, and teacher Carolyn Dickinson as they explore the realm of spirits, angels, and archangels. This journey will have you open to new possibilities and encourage your own spiritual exploration so that you too can implement or build and strengthen your daily spiritual practices in order to achieve some form of transformation. There is an angel for that. Weekly episodes available on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoying our shows and can't get enough of us? Follow us on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio and see what we're cooking up for you. You are listening to There is an Angel for That with Yvonne Cote and Carolyn Dickinson. Now back to the show. Welcome back. We're talking today about all questions about mediumship and spirit and the spirit world and angels. We're pretty much talking a little bit about everything. Mm -hmm. So welcome back. Yvonne, what are some of the other kinds of interesting questions that you've gotten? Um, not so much about um, uh, um, mediumship questions lately, but uh, an interesting topic because it's coming up really soon has been the Lion's Gate portal. Oh. And not something that I, I'm not going to even proclaim to be super um, knowledgeable on it, but I, because I had so many people asking me about it, I started to poke around a little bit. Um, now this is coming up. Um, the Lionsgate portal is on August the 8th and it's the eighth day of the eighth month. And so it it gets out in people's emails. And so people get these little triggers like, well, what is it? Well, what do I do? Well, what is it? So I'm not here today to answer a ton of those questions because I'm still really getting into a lot of it myself. Um, but what I would say is, because uh, I always say, well, why is it the Lionsgate portal? And that's simply because we're in Leo season right now, right? And, and the zodiac signs. And because it happens during that, the little bit of research that I have done is Leo, Leo the lion. And so it goes in with the Lionsgate portal. Um, people get hung up on that little word portal. Oh, yeah, you would. Right. <laughs> what does that mean? So people are like, well, what, what does that exactly? What does that mean? And I think, again, going back to a lot of things that we watch in Hollywood, if you watch those scary movies and these little portals appear, and then, you know, lots of terrible things come through these portals and these movies. And I'm like, no, uh, um, what I'm going to say is, no, this is not anything like that. I believe, um, and again, I'm, I'll do more research. Maybe we can talk about this at another time as well. A lot of it has to do, though, with where the stars and the planets and things are lining up in the sky as well. And there's a certain um, Orion's belt is in a certain place and the Sirius, like all, all, everything is just in this, in, in, they line up perfectly. And so um, 
I just get a lot of questions. So I am going to spend some time doing a lot more research on that, but it is coming up um, at the time that we're recording this podcast. It's actually just a couple of days from now. If you're listening to this later, yeah, it'll probably be long gone, but um, it's a manifesting time from what I can tell. It's just a really, the eights, right? The eight and the eights in numerology, eights are a lot about abundance. So there's a lot of belief in that, just a very magical day. And so I'm kind of curious how this is going to work for next year, because right now we're in a seven year, if you add up 2023. So next year, when we're in 2024, we'll be in an eighth year on the eighth month on the eighth day. So I think next year, if we're still doing our podcast, it would be something really cool to um, delve in on that because we'll have a triple eights and eights, yeah, like eights for me are all about abundance. So um, that is one interesting thing I've had come up recently. I think that's really interesting. And we also have, and you reminded me today that we're already, we're getting ready to go into Mercury in retrograde too. Yes. So for me, Mercury and retrograde is about communication, but it's also a great time to go within, to self-reflect, to make plans, to be dreaming, daydreaming about what it is that you do want. So Lionsgate, if it is about manifesting and Mercury retrograde kind of come in perfectly. Yes. Yes. What about you? Yes, absolutely. Actually, I have already written a blog on Mercury Retrograde. You can find that on um, my website, www.there'sneasurefornat.com. I always say Mercury Retrograde for me is really good when you use those re words, rewind, relax, maybe redecorate. Like it's all about, you know, taking a look at where you're at now. And if there's things that you need to do over a really good time. I would never say start anything new in Mercury retrograde. Sometimes though, I work with clients and they say, Yvonne, I don't have a choice. This is where I work. This is what they're doing. So all you can do is put as many, you know, call on your teams, your angels, you know, put as much good intention as you can into it. If it's something that you absolutely have to do. Um, But it's a really good time to revisit, as I say, a lot that you have going on, like you said as well. And, um, and I think I mentioned the dates to you earlier, depending on who's listening at this at what time, but we're in August right now, and it's going to start on the 23rd of August, and it's going to go straight through till September 15th. Now, that's the rec- retrograde itself. Then you have a little bit of the pre and a little bit of the post, but this is going to be a time or watch out for things when, you know, emails don't get delivered or communications could get, you know, turned around a bit. So just be mindful of that because, Typically, that's what happens during our Mercury retrograde. I'm also trying to see, because I know that we had, we have a blue moon. So we had a super full moon. We had a a full super moon. (laughs) And then we also have a blue moon this month at the end of the month, I believe. Yes. I think it's the 30th. Yes. So we have a lot of astrological things kind of happening right now, for sure. Correct. Yes. Lots going on in the cosmos. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So I know we're getting ready to wrap up for the day. And one of the things that Yvonne and I've been talking about is doing a town hall podcast meeting where we're going to be inviting people to come and join us on our show so that we can answer questions, maybe do some readings, get you in on the conversation. We would love for you to join us. You can get a hold of me. You can find our email addresses on the Voice of America 
station yeah. on our yeah. station. You can find our information there. You can just send us a quick note and let us know that you would like to join and you will have a join us and we'll, we will, it will be on a Saturday and then yes. we'll just let you know when that date and time is going to be. There's no cost to join. We would just love for you to come and join us. That would be wonderful. That would be wonderful. Yeah. So our emails are, you can find it, like Carolyn said, www.voiceamerica.com. Go down to the empowerment channel and you will see there is an angel for that. All of our information is listed uh, right there. And yeah, absolutely reach out. I think it's great and exciting and would love questions, um, you know, anything that uh, that you want to bring in. I think that would be such a great show. I do too. I'm really looking forward to that. Yvonne, what have you got coming up that's new and exciting? I am still working on my signature program. So that's what I've got going on. Um, if anybody is listening, that's in my Facebook group. They know I'm doing a 30-day challenge this month. Um, all they have to do is post. I, I have prompts on there. And if they post on there what they're grateful for, their name goes into a beautiful gratitude jar. And each week I'm pulling for a free reading for them. So I'm getting a lot of great positive feedback. And if you don't know where that is, it's called Angels and Intuition. And I believe, again, you can find that listed on uh, uh, right on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. But yeah, I think gratitude is so important. And I know we've talked about that in our last episode. And I just want to bring in that really good positive, um, you know, let's look for the positives that we have going on right now. So yeah. absolutely. And your book, what's going on with the book? The book is scheduled to be launched next month. Um, we're still working fine tuning on the dates. So hopefully when we record our next uh, podcast, I will have some more information on that as well. Yeah. So exciting. I can't read. I can't wait to read it. Yeah. 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 Me too. So exciting. First time ever for me. So, well, Carolyn, like you said, holy moly, time has just gone away. And uh, so to our listeners, I really, really hope you enjoyed this. And I really hope that uh, some of the questions we uh, had for you today gave you some great answers. Again, feel free to send in more questions. We love, love, love doing that. So thank you to for everyone for joining us. We're really looking forward to seeing you right here again on There Is an Angel for That on Voice America, the Empowerment Channel. Angel blessings to you all, and I'm wishing you an amazing week. Thanks for listening to today's episode of There is an Angel for That. If you enjoyed today's show, please join us next week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until then, we wish you a beautiful week.